0: All right, so this is your first video for HSC option four, improving performance. So this option marries um, quite well with the stuff you've already done in Core 2 factors affecting performance. So a lot of the information hopefully is going to be rehashed for you and just really strengthening not only your understanding of the stuff we covered in Core 2, but also the stuff that we did learn in Core 2 will help you in answering your questions related to this option, all right? So for the first video, the first dot point we're looking at is strength training. Now I did cover this in class, but basically the first five dot points here, we are only going to learn two of them, okay? Because that's all you need to know. So in this one, we're gonna cover strength training, and then in the next video, we will cover our second method, which will probably be flexibility training. But anyway, strength training. On the left-hand side of the syllabus, it says that the things you need to learn about with strength training are, one, resistance training, e.g. elastics, hydraulics, Weight training, e.g., using plates and dumbbells, and isometric training. On the right-hand side of the syllabus, is you just need to analyse this training, this type of training method, um, drawing on current and reliable sources of information to examine the type of training method and how they best suit specific performance requirements. Designing a training program, describing how training adaptations can be measured and monitored, and identify safe and potentially harmful training procedures all related to strength training. Let's do it. Great stuff. So our first one we're going to cover is resistance training and under resistance training we have two which you need to go through which are elastics and hydraulics. So the first one being elastic resistance okay is achieved using bands or tubes. And surely you all know what an elastic band oh sorry an elastic resistance band is or an elastic resistance tube. You can go pick them up from Kmart, Rebel sport, etc. Um, I don't have one on me right now, but we've got heaps of them in the school as well. Okay. Now, the good thing about um, elastic resistance training is that it does simulate a weight training experience in the fact that you hook the elastics up to either a fixed object, so like the wall or a pole, or you stand on them, okay, with your feet, and therefore it becomes a resistance that you can move against as if you would, as if you were holding like a dumbbell or a barbell, etc. So, different bands and tubes have different resistance levels, and they're usually like colour coded, and then they've got numbers on it as such. And the good thing about it is that it does allow for progressive overload, all right? So if you had like a yellow band, which is rated to like eight kilos, for example, and you were doing a certain exercise over a number of weeks or months, and then all of a sudden that yellow band became easier, too easy, you could then step up to the red band, which might be rated at 10 kilos, okay, and then it becomes hard again. So it does allow for that sequen- uh, sequencing of progressive overload. And a big one, which is one of the positives as well that I've put over this side is that it's portable, all right? That is a big selling point behind res- re- re- elastic resistance training. So positives, the positives of elastic resistance training, okay? First of all, rehabilitation. Because the bands are in a smaller um, intensity as to like a dumbbell or a barbell and also because the intensity gets harder or easier depending on how long the band or tube is stretched okay because if it's shorter it's easier and if it's longer it's harder okay it is easily easily able to be tweaked for rehab all right so if you have an injury and I'm sure if you have ever been injured you went and saw a physio one of the things a physio would have done is given you some type of elastic resistance band or tube exercise to do, okay? Um, An example down here that I've got is the rotator cuff strengthening. So I personally had to do this where I had an elastic resistance band, it was tied to a pole and I held my arm like this, okay, so the band's out in front of me and I, sorry, the band's over here to the side and I had to rotate out like this to strengthen my rotator cuff when I hurt my chest and shoulder, all right? Now doing this is actually quite hard to achieve on a small level with a dumbbell or a barbell, um, but doing it with an elastic band is actually very effective. So other ones, we've got smaller muscles, so elastic bands um, and elastic tubes are able to target the smaller muscle groups as opposed to just working the big ones. Because when you are lifting something heavy and large, all your big ones get recruited first, and then after they fatigue, then your small ones will start to kick in. Whereas if you just do something like an elastic activity, you can target your small ones specifically without having your big ones kick in because your big ones will just say, well, I don't need to do this because it's too easy for me. So that's a very positive aspect. You're able to use the elastics in multiple movement planes. So depending on where you fixate the other end of the band, you're able to basically work in all directions. So you can work out to the sides like this, you work out in front of you like this, you can work over your head like this, or you could tie it around your back like this and do squats with it. So you, you, com- you are completely free with your movements. And portability, I've already talked about, and lower risk of injury, okay? Worst case scenario, um, using an elastic band, probably not going to injure yourself from doing that work. Whereas if you did the same exercises using a barbell or a dumbbell, that have much higher risk of injury. So negatives around using elastic bands and tubes is that there is a lower total resistance allowed, okay? And you can get some pretty solid bands out there, okay? Rated for up to like 30, 40 kilos, et cetera. So, um, but then when you're looking at doing things like heavy squats, heavy deadlifts and all that kind of stuff, you're not gonna find enough bands I mean, you could get enough bands and add them all on and just do some absolutely crazy stuff, but it's not an effective or efficient way to get a total strength workout. And therefore it is not very suitable for one rep max development, okay? So many athletes will definitely do some um, elastic band and elastic tube work. um, But if you are like a strength athlete and your objective is to, you know, lift the total amount of weight as possible, training with these as your main training course, is probably not a good idea. Best suited for, for number one injury rehabilitation, okay, for all the reasons I talked above, all right? Allows you to target smaller muscles, okay, your stabilizing muscles, your tendons, your ligaments, etc., and you're probably not going to cause further injury. It is also good for the elderly, okay? So people who may not be confident in using barbells, dumbbells, etc., but also people who need to be at home, okay, can use some resistance bands and training to get a pretty good workout. Also good for stay-at-home parents and also stay-at-home workers these days with COVID. All right? So if you need to stay at home, you don't have access to a gym, you can still get a very good full-body resistance training workout just using elastic bands and tubes. And finally, because of the portability factor, it is very good for people who travel frequently, okay? There are lots of people who have jobs that move them around, you know, from city to state to country to all these different places, okay, in a week, let alone a month and a year. They can practically have like just a little bit in the suitcase of some bands and stuff and still be able to get a good full body workout. Example exercises include our elastic overhead press so you basically put two ends of the elastic underneath your feet or you can step into the band underneath your feet and hold the band up here and then you press over your head so as you push up the elastic stretches okay so it gets harder as you get to the top which is what you want and then obviously the rotator cuff exercise which I went through before and there are plenty of other type of physio type exercises that you can do with them. So that's our elastics and I'll now go through hydraulics. All right, so our second type of resistance training that we're covering is looking at hydraulics. So hydraulic resistance training uses specialized equipment to provide continual resistance, matching the contractile strength provided, okay? So if you remember back to core two, this is basically what we refer to as isokinetic training, okay? Therefore, the greater contractile force that you provide to the machine is equally matched and the greater produced um, resistance occurs. It is safe, simple and effective, all right? However, it is expensive. So for example, um, I've got example exercises here. So let's just talk about the isokinetic leg press. Oh no, this is a bicep curl because you can see it in my arm, all right? Isokinetic bicep curl, it's like one machine that, every, that everyone could use, okay? I put my arm in the machine like this, okay? There's a pad there underneath my arm and I grab onto a handle. And then I just do a bicep curl and then I relax. Now, if I pull up fast and hard, what's gonna happen is it's going to provide more resistance to equal my arm movement as if I instead contracted slowly. So in effect, what happens is it doesn't matter how strong you are or how not strong you are, the movement speed is going to be the same. It looks like from the outside, it looks like everyone's working at the same intensity. But for that movement to look the same, some people need to pull a lot harder than others, all right? Because the harder the the harder that you pull, the more resistance the machine puts on your arm to make sure that it moves. And then it also does the same in the opposite direction. So the positives of hydraulic resistance training, we've got Um, It develops power and speed effectively, okay? So if you look at this compared to like using dumbbells for power and speed, we know that power and speed are products of moving weight in an explosive manner. So if I get a barbell and I do like an explosive leg press, so I've got the bar down, I've got it down, and I go bang, I go bang, and I keep kicking my legs out, all right? That could be kind of dangerous, okay? You could definitely like lock your knees out and other than the risks associated with it, it's going to be harder at this when I'm down here, and it's going to be easier when my legs are nearly at full extension. However, in our hydraulic situation, the harder and faster that I press with my legs, the more resistance is given back to me. So no matter where I am in that range of motion, I'm getting the same development, okay? So it's actually very, very effective at developing strength across our full range of motion. The resistance is adaptable. So that means that the one machine can suit everybody. So like my grandma and me could both jump on the same isokinetic leg press and we'd both get a really good workout from it without having to touch any dials or anything because it will match what's given. It's very good for rehabilitation. Once again, if you are weak in a certain area, it will give you less resistance. But if you're strong in a certain area, it will give you more resistance. And they're very easy to use. They're very, they're quite cumbersome machines. So they're quite large. You generally will sit in it on Even to do a bicep curl, you're gonna be sitting in something that's probably the size of this whole board and then width of the wall and the board just to do a bicep curl, okay? But you know, it it allows for a comfortable user experience and full range of motion strength, um, strength development. So basically no matter where you are. So if I was doing a bicep curl, if you've ever done bicep curls before, you'll know that you're probably weak at the bottom, all right? And then when you get to about this angle, it gets quite strong. And that last little bit from here to here is generally quite weak as well in most people. So if I'm using a dumbbell, I'll get like a average workout, good workout, average workout, etc. But if I'm using a hydraulic machine, it'll be a good all the way through because it will give me less resistance here, more resistance here, and then less resistance here again. The negatives of our hydraulics they're expensive machines okay like i said they're quite large they're quite expensive they've got lots of tuning going on inside them to make sure that all of these things can happen it's not accessible easily they i'm i know that genetics up the road have like a very old basic hydraulic resistance training circuit in that top room um, but the proper isokinetic machines there used to be a gym at charlestown that had them but i'm not sure if they're actually There would be one somewhere in Newcastle, but as far as being easily accessible, I can't think of one right now. And the other thing is that it's actually really hard to measure progressive overload using these machines. You can measure progressive overload by using weights and barbells and stuff quite easily, but when you jump on these machines, because it adapts how much resistance it's providing back to you, you can't really measure whether you're getting stronger or not. Best suited for everyone for specific reasons, athletes for developing power and speed, um, people who are injured to helpfully rehabilitate them, and the elderly to develop strength, because like I said, they're quite safe to use um, if somebody's weak, and then because they're also in a machine, they're not going to fall over and all that kind of stuff too, so yeah. So that's resistance training, looking at hydraulics. All right, so our next type of training method is looking at weight training and looking at plates and dumbbells. Now, fortunately for you guys, uh, plates and dumbbells function in the same way, so I can do this whole thing in one screen as opposed to splitting it up like I did with hydraulics and bands. So, using weight plates, barbells and dumbbells to resist gravity and improve strength, hypertrophy hypertrophy power, etc. So all weight training does is basically add a resistance to the movement that you are doing, okay? In other words, any time you're doing weight training, whether it's a barbell or a dumbbell, it needs to be going from the floor upwards to be effective, okay? so, So you think about it, bicep curl, overhead press. If I lay down and I did a bench press, okay? If I put the bar on my back and I do a squat, okay? If I lay down and I put the bar on my hips and I do a hip thrust, okay? Anything like that is going to be effective. Why I'm saying this is because I see so many um, not educated individuals in the gym who will like stand there with like dumbbells like this and they'll do these ones, okay? That's not moving against gravity, right? It's keeping the same thing. So you're not actually developing. The better way to do this, for example, is if you take in the principles that we've just talked about with gravity, you would actually lie down on your side and do this. Now that's effective. This moving across your body, Not so much. Most weight training is done using isotonic movements. So remember isotonic basically means that there is a um, concentric and an eccentric phase so that there is um, a shortening and lengthening of the muscle. You can use weight training to enhance isometrics, but we'll talk about that in the next one because we've got to actually cover isometric training, but most of it is going to be isotonic. If you are unaware, and geez, I hope you're not, Barbell. A barbell is basically just a long metal rod that you put plates on. Okay. For example, um, the most common one that you will find is an Olympic barbell. So Olympic barbell is 1.8 meters in length, uh, which is actually pretty much exactly my wingspan here, if you can get it all if I can get it all in the camera. Okay, and it weighs 20 kilos. Okay, it's actually tuned to weight 20 kilos so that when an Olympic lifter steps up to do their lift they go, the bar weighs 20 and then they add weight on for that. So if if the Olympic lifter was going to lift 50 kilos, you'd take the bar and then you put a 15 either side and that would be 50 kilos in total. Dumbbells are basically fixed. Most of the time they're fixed. You can get adjustable dumbbells, but they're sort of like mini barbells, right? But let's assume that we're working with fixed molded dumbbells, okay? They're a fixed weight and they come in all different ranges starting from like I think the smallest dumbbell I've seen is half a kilo. It's like a little pink thing. It's got 0.5 on the end of it. You can get them at big W, okay? And they go all the way up to like 50, 60 kilos. Okay, you can get some massive dumbbells, right? Dumbbells are really good. They can be used bilaterally, which means both sides. So if I was simulating doing a bench press, okay? I'd lay down on my back, I'd get my two dumbbells in my hands and I'd move both my arms up together, okay? Or alternatively, dumbbells can also be used unilaterally. All right, so if I'm just wanting to focus on one side of my chest, or let's say I was injured, okay, if my left shoulder, but I still wanted to work out because my coach said I still want to keep my chest development up, while I'm doing my rehab stuff on my left side, I can lay down on my bench and do a one-arm press, all right? So you can't do that with a dumbbell. I mean, with a barbell. I mean, you can, but it's not really safe or effective. But a dumbbell, you can do it for sure. Because of how long it's been around and all the experience, weight training is the overall sort of best method if you have access to it, okay? It's, it's the jack of all trades. You can use a set of weights or you can use a barbell and a weight to develop strength, you can develop power, you can develop speed, you can develop muscular hypertrophy, you can develop muscular endurance, you can do injury rehabilitation, you can do everything with effective weight training. So let's look, positives. Adjustable rep ranges for different set of goals. So all those things I just mentioned, strength, hypertrophy, muscular endurance, et cetera, you can use the same set of weights, okay? And you just simply adjust your variables, such as your sets, reps, intensity, all right? Um, And part of this unit is looking at you being able to develop a training program for this type of stuff, and that's one of the activities we're gonna do in class. Weight training is definitely best for one repetition maximum training, okay, because you are able to load up a barbell with much, much more resistance than you can with any bands or tubes. And also because um, just sort of machines that simulate a squat and a deadlift don't really exist that cost under like $500,000, all right? Whereas a barbell, you can simply just chuck some weight on, step under it and put it on your back and away you go. So it's best for one-rep max training, so that's maximum strength training. So if you have to provide an example, you would say, white training is very good for strength development. Um, It is mostly accessible, okay? So I haven't wrote that it's definitely accessible because there are some people who generally can't get to a gym. Think of COVID last year, I couldn't get to a gym, um, you know, to maintain my massive physique. So I ended up just buying some home gym stuff and it took like months to come to my house. And by the time it all arrived, COVID was pretty much over. But anyway, now I have a gym at my home. So that's why I'm so solid and amazing. But anyway, so it is mostly accessible. Some people can't get to a gym, that's cool. It is also easy to track progressive overload. So Remember progressive overload being harder than last time. So if you can do a certain weight, certain reps on a barbell and then like four weeks later you do that same thing and you can do one extra rep, well guess what? You've demonstrated progressive overload and you've demonstrated that you have adapted to strength training. We'll also, cover that later in this video. Negatives of weight training okay, there is a higher risk of injury because the loads can get a lot heavier. Okay, um, naturally, that's going to carry a higher risk of injury. Um, generally, more weight equals more bad stuff can happen. You know, if I, for example, if I had a barbell on my back and I was doing a squat and I couldn't get up and I had to fall forward and that barbell only had 20 kilos on it that would be much better than if I had to do exactly the same thing and fall forward and the barbell had 100 kilos on it. That's bad, right? Generally, weight training stuff is not very portable. I mean, you could make an argument that, yeah, it's portable can chuck it in the back of your car or whatever, but that's a lot of of work. It can be costly, costly to set up your own home gym and it can also be costly to attend a gym. So I think the cheapest gym membership going around at the moment is about, you know, $7.95, $8.95 a week. So you add that up over, you know, let's say it's nine bucks a week. What's that over a year? Fifty weeks, nine five is four fifty. So four hundred and fifty dollars at a minimum to attend a gym. Which, you know, some people don't have. I mean, some people in class like 450, yeah, here you go, to keep the change, and but other people are really struggling, right? And the other thing is like weight training can be very intimidating, okay? Um, Especially for like young females who like will see like their idol and be like, oh my gosh, she looks amazing. I want to look just like that. They sign up to a gym, they step into the weight room, they go, oh, I'm just going to stick on, I'm just going to stay on the treadmill. And then, you know, six months later being on the treadmill, nothing's changed and they're sort of, oh, this exercise thing isn't for me, it doesn't work. Well, it's Christian doing the wrong thing. So it can be intimidating. So we, we need to sort of break that barrier down and be more accommodating rather than less grunting in the weight room. suited for all athletes okay like I said up here because all these things are adjustable any athlete can use weights to get an effective workout for their goals Um, it is best